Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the soap to my sponge, Brandon Gross. Brandon, how are you doing today? That was the sweetest thing anyone has ever said to me. Thank you, Mr. Sponge. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm back in Los Angeles, California. Um, I started a job this week. Ooh, care to share? Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm in Hollywood after all, so I'm in the post-production world. All right, brag, brag. Listen, it's a paycheck, all right? That's the, that's. <laughs> Let's get down to brass tacks here. <laughs> it's about a paycheck, and that's all. But my real passion is NL East podcasting, baby. This is how, how we're gonna. Yeah, this is how we're gonna really start making all our money, baby. Just to our uh, our twenty five listeners a week. Hey, we're gonna double it to fifty, and then one of those fifty people is going to run a small bar in Glendale, <laughs> and that will be our first sponsor. I'm predicting it now. I like it. I like it. We could have used that when we were on a softball team. They could have been our official sponsor of the softball team. We should have done this a while ago, Brandon. What were we thinking? Oh, my God. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a pretty uneventful week, to be completely honest. Obviously, a lot of great uh, NL East content that we can get into. Um, but as far as stuff on my end... I officially booked my trip back to Florida to go see the parents, so that's exciting. Oh, that's exciting. Is this the first time you've seen them, you said, since COVID? Since COVID. So wow. it would have been December of 2019 was the last time I saw them. So a little wow. ways away. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly really looking forward to it. Me and Miranda are flying out on May 19th, so you and I will figure out the logistics of recording a podcast while I'm at my parents' house, but we'll make it work. You said May 19th? May 19th to June 2nd, I will be hey, gone. well, guess what? That same exact time period, I'm going to be in Needles, California, filming a pilot with my friend. Dude, what? So we're both yeah. going to be, it's going to be the worst quality podcast that we've ever <laughs> I'll be in the middle of the desert. You'll be in the middle of the swamps of Florida. It'll be we'll great. It'll it be out. great. But yes, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to Jacksonville to see Miranda's family. Then we're going to on a little vacation with my parents to like a little beach thing. A little, Ooh, you know, get a little beach? beach action. Ah. Uh, I should know. I should know how to pronounce this better. Ponta Verda is that right? Does that sound like a place in Florida? Sounds about right to me. Okay, all right. So we're gonna do that. Ponta Verde. Ponta Verde. I feel like I pronounced. I think Ponta Verde. Ponta Verde. God, my parents listen to this podcast. and They're gonna be green at salsa. Them. I think that's what that <laughs> I, think, means. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was uh, Verde salsa. God, I, <laughs> why? Why do I ever try to? speak? This is the second time. I don't know if we cut it out last time. This is the second time I've tried to like speak with a proper accent when when speaking Spanish. It just I feel so clumsy on my end. We're bad Floridians. We're bad Floridians. But yeah, so we're doing that. Really looking forward to that. Been playing a lot of MLB The Show, Brandon. We got a, a, a good Sixto Whoa. Sanchez card released. So I've been uh, getting a lot of Sixto action because he's not he's not seeing the field in real life. So I need to kind of replicate it in the video game. Oh, wow. You know what? I don't know what I'm going to say. But I'm just going to say <laughs> I'm glad that you're you're having a good time on MLB The Show. I haven't played a baseball video game since I was like 14. When was the last time you played a video game, period? Probably like... I got so I bought a Wii in college. Oh, like I had okay. it in my dorm. Like my roommate and I split it, so we played Wii tennis. And then other than that, it's like parties and like playing Mario yeah. Kart. But yeah, like, totally. Yeah, you you and me are on the opposite spectrum of that. I, I play video games almost every single day, and <laughs> Brandon is a responsible, mature adult too. It's a better. <laughs> I'm like I had a I have a job now. <laughs> I'm in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm in Hollywood. I'm filming a pilot. <laughs> I'm going to Needles. I've never even heard of Needles. I lived in California for a little bit. Needles is not even a place so, I'm like vaguely familiar with. So Needles, and I'm and I'll have more of the nitty gritty for you once I'm there, but. Excited. Needles, I as far as I know, is the town that Aaron Brockovich 
was oh, in no the way. Water, okay. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Or like that general area maybe. Okay. Um Yeah. So I'm going to the dirty water town. Are you going to be a sexy lawyer as well? Is that what you're going to do? Just take people by storm? Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. going to say, what you're doing to the water is bad. I've never seen the movie. I've never seen that movie. I saw it uh, predictably in an environmental uh, science class in high school. And that was that's really about mm-hmm. all my experience comes from it. Um, but Brandon, we got a packed show today. All right. We got we got to talk a little Trevor Rogers versus Corbin Burns. What a night last night. Philly starting pitching continues to be a little rocky. We got a new segment we're debuting. DeGrom of the week. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Uh, 60 second stories, but Brandon, let's get into our first topic today. The Braves had a very rough weekend. Um, they played the Diamondbacks on Sunday, Hit uh, had one combined hit between both of their doubleheader games. Zach Allen pitched uh, the first half, the, seven, the first seven inning uh, game, and gave up one hit to Freddie Freeman. That was a little bit of a bloop. And then Madison Bumgarner came in for the second game and threw a, is it technically a no-hitter? Did they, did they make any like decisions on that? I don't know what the the final say on that was, but what's frustrating to me is how they didn't think about this before. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They also like decided that the, I think that if you decide that these are complete games in every other statistical category, then like this has to be a no hitter, right? I think I think that I think that was the consensus after that, but it's like how did you guys not realize like, oh, we have some great pitchers in the majors when we do the seven inning games? One of them's going to throw a seven-inning no-hitter. How do it's we inevitable. count that? Do you think they would have counted it if it was a perfect game? I was just th- going to ask you that exact question. I don't know. I mean, see, then I think that's when people come out and yeah, they're like, and they're like, well, I don't know. It's really hard to get a perfect game. And like most, you know, just, we saw with uh, uh, Rodon on, on the White Sox, he had one yeah. out in the ninth and he hit Dude, someone. The, the two outs? Foot slider, two yeah. out? No, it was one out. It was one it was out in the ninth. One out, yeah. Uh, it's very hard. So like, I feel like I would be in the side of like, that's not a perfect game. I know. Yeah. Madison Bumgarner would be very mad at both of us, but I think I agree. This is bad for podcasts. I got to disagree with you, but I think, uh, my real opinion is that I agree. Yeah. Perfect games are, uh, as difficult as they are because of the length of time that you're performing at such an elite level. Um, and while I guess a no hitter counts as that, but obviously no hitters are much more common. Um, this is our technically our third one of the season so far. We're what, like twenty two games into the year? Twenty three yeah, games about, in the year? Yeah. Well, like so. ten games for like the Mets, but like <laughs> yeah, twenty two yeah. for everyone else. The first place Mets won nine games so far. They're first <laughs> place. Um but yeah, I tend to agree with you. I mean a perfect game, for whatever reason, I don't have like a proper way to differentiate the two, but a perfect game is just uh so clearly a more difficult thing to do than a than a no hitter just because of the the quantity of both, I feel like immediately. Well yeah, and you're also where you're reliant on your defense in a perfect game. For sure. Yeah. You're reliant on the ump not screwing you on calls. Oh, my God. Which I did tweet about yesterday, and Brandon and I say every every week on the podcast, but we don't care if you're bad. We just care if you're inconsistent. I feel like it's every game now. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of times you just think, like, oh, maybe I'm just barking at the ump in my living room because my team's getting mm-hmm. a raw deal. Yes, exactly. But in reality, Marcus Stroman just is, is walking a lot of people. You know, You know what I mean? But, like, I really think... I, out of every game I've watched outside of Mets games, bad umpiring. And Dude. one of the two teams is angry, if not both of the teams. I completely agree. Yeah. I uh, Last night, we'll get to the game, obviously, the Corbin Burns-Trevor Rogers game. But have you been uh, – there was a bunch of egregious calls that really seemed like uh, screwed Trevor out of a couple stuff, uh, a couple strikeouts. Um, and there's a there's a great Twitter account called Umpire Scorecard. Do you ever yeah. follow Umpire Scorecard? Yeah. yeah, yeah and it, and it, and it, it, gave, uh, it gave the Brewers like a half of a run advantage. So I did feel – a little like I felt like my anger was warranted. I felt like my anger towards the umpire and his inconsistency was uh was the correct emotion to have. 
Yeah, I think a half of half a run. I don't know how they quantify that because yeah. we don't like math on this we podcast. We famously don't like math. Don't even get us started. We don't want to talk math. But it seems high because I think most of the Empire scorecards I've seen, it's like point two or something, yes. whatever that means. Point per- two of a run, right? Two I tenths two of tenths, one run. Two tenths of one run. Ooh, you like math. Don't okay. lie to me. Are you hey, studying listen, math? No, no, I've not been studying any math. Um, yeah, I don't really know how that – yeah, and also the the – the Brewers didn't score a run yesterday, so I don't know how they were granted half of a run when <laughs> they didn't score any. We um, don't care. We don't care. Brandon, my favorite part about this Braves weekend, though, was uh, our boy Blansby Bonson. Oh, Barlsby Beagley? Yes, thank you. I was like, yes, please, yes, and me here. Clansby Blonspin. Mm. Oh, Hersman mm. Humpson. Yes. Burned Sage with his girlfriend on the field before the game on Monday. And listen, Dansby Swanson hit a home run, so maybe Burning Sage is the way to go. I thought Burn Sage was one of the names you gave him. <laughs> I was like, what? Burns be Sagin. Burns be Sagin. Uh, that you know what? I believe in Sage, and I'm going to tell a story about that because please, I have Burn Sage in this very apartment you're in right now. No way. Do you know this? I don't know this. No, no. Okay. Give me the so I don't know if you remember when you lived in LA, but I did tell you that my apartment was haunted. Okay. So uh, this is uh, not something I remember, but I'm, I'm yeah. Like so there was a series of events that happened mild, but so at the time when I moved in, I moved in with our mutual friend Sophia, as well as Tommy, who's another wonderful gentleman. And uh, so it's Sophia never had any interactions with it, but Tommy and I had a few different ones. Uh, some of them being. I got a watch. See this watch on my hand right here. Beautiful. Um, this watch and another watch had the crystal or like the face of it. Where uh, this or this watch was cracked, so I brought it to a jeweler, and they fixed it. And then the next morning when I woke up, this watch and another watch that was unrelated both had cracked crystals. What the hell? That's one thing. Second thing is my roommate claims because he's an editor and he was editing late at night. Um, at one point, he. Uh, felt like a presence behind him and he turned around and there was like like a a, a haze around his light fixture and then oh his bathroom God. door creaked open what the hell this is tommy this is, this is tommy uh, and then third thing is uh one night i'm a pretty i'm a pretty uh deep sleeper i would say about 1 a.m i hear a loud rattle i'm asleep i hear a loud rattling noise in the vent which is like right across the room from where I am right now. Okay. Um, and I wake up, and it sounds like a, a softball, like rattling throughout the vents. And the way the the apartment's designed is Tommy's room is beneath mine, so uh, he was laying in bed, and then he heard it, and then like the sound rattled across his room, that his roof is what he said, and then once again his door creaked open. Oh, my God. So Dude, next... I've never heard these stories. Yeah, this is yeah. insane. And there's a couple other ones. But then the next day, so Brandon's he... Like, Brandon's like, also, yes, Tommy got murdered, but we'll get to yeah. the other stuff later. <laughs> yes, I'm on trial. It's fine. <laughs> um, then the next day, so I guess Tommy worked with, with a witch woman. Shout out to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and she uh, was interested in Sage and, and all that stuff. So Tommy got Sage from her. And another thing, there's Sage and there's another, another thing to, like, mm-hmm. cleanse. Um, I don't know what it is, but we burned it. We walked around our apartment and said, uh, we do not want to hurt you. We welcome you. We, we, uh, we appreciate you, but we'd ask, we'd like to ask you to leave. And we did that for about an hour. And then you know what? 
We did not have any more instances of the ghost. That's so all, all every ghost movie just needs to resolve with somebody being very polite and saying we appreciate you. But it's really you just, just a lesson leave, for children. That's so funny. So I, my point is on that tangent is that I believe in Dansby Swogglesby and <laughs> him and his wife doing that. And now I think the Braves are going to go on an absolute tear because Sage is real. Sage is real. Also, yeah, I mean, and then they immediately turned around. Like it was a it was a very close game yesterday. Um, with the Braves and the Cubs, but the Braves persevered. They won. And listen, maybe they need to start burning Sage every single time that they play. I think they should. Um, you know what? I think that that uh, it also helped Brian Snickers' allergies is what. <laughs> yeah. He said, he goes, like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I had a lot of pollen in my nose or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. He's like, never smelled sage. Don't know what it is, which I'm shocked. Brian Snickers never encountered a lot of sage before. <laughs> Even his girlfriend's not like uh, de-ghosting the dugout or anything. Brian Snickers' girlfriend? Yeah. Did you? Ron, also, there's a. a is that real? Girl. No, 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 no. God, no. I was making this up. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I, thought, I thought, I was like, it's just funny the idea of, you know, obviously you can find love at any time in life, but it's just <laughs> funny that Brian Snicker as an older gentleman having a girlfriend is just hit, hit, like knowing what he looks like and just <laughs> the thought of him being like my girlfriend and I is just showing funny. her around the dugout, introducing yeah. her to all the players. Um, <laughs> no, but he did do a funny thing, which he was uh, being interviewed in a post or pregame press conference. And somebody asked him about how Ronald Acuna doing this. Like, Oh, how's Ronnie? And he responded like, Oh, she's doing great. She's getting back into gardening at our, uh, our house or something. Cause I guess his wife's name is Ronnie. So Brian Snicker <laughs> got a little bit of a sense of humor. We can appreciate that. Oh, uh, that's cute. I like that. But yeah, I, be- I believe in the same, um, and I'm scared of the Braves now because now that they have the witchy woman powers on their side. Listen, yeah, that's a thing to be scared of. Uh, their pitching still seems to be pretty inconsistent. And uh, Sticker also said something that was a little uh, worrisome about uh, Soroka's return and saying that it's like not even worth discussing right now because of how far away he is from coming back. Well, yeah, see, I thought it was still, we talked about this last week, but I thought it was still his Achilles, but... It's shoulder issues now, and it's you know that's issues, an yeah. absolute nightmare. I mean, that can mm-hmm. ruin someone's career. I don't think it's that serious. He hasn't had surgery or anything, but that's worrisome for them. I mean, even the games that the Braves have won, like yesterday, they I think they beat the Cubs 8-7, to seven, I believe. I think that's right, yeah. That's like all of their scores. So like when their offense wakes up, like they are still winning by like a – by in like – after they give up like seven, eight runs. Yeah. So it's, it's like, worrisome. I mean, and also with free down, I know he's coming back soon. Snicker said. He said he should be back in like within the next 10 days or a week or something, somewhere around there, if not sooner. Yeah, that's a big plus for them. But still con- concerning with that rotation as well. I mean, because Smiley has not been good. I know he just came back from injury himself. Yeah. And then um, and then Morton gave up a grand slam to Chris Bryant yesterday. It was like a monster in left field, too. It was like a it was a pretty crazy shot. Asuna, I love when outfielders like continue to run towards the wall, even though it's very clearly going over and just like run up against it. Ozuna did that yesterday where he just like <laughs> ran up against the wall. Like, yeah, you're going to be the dude to rob a homer, bro. Calm down. But you know what? Like Azuna, like he possibly could have misjudged it horribly, and he was like, "I have a chance." <laughs> of all people, yes, of all people to be like, "That's not a four hundred and thirty foot home run." Yeah. I got it. <laughs> it would uh, be him for sure. Inoa, you know the guy who rocked the Marlins. Those looked pretty good so far. For you like just, you, you like him. You're a big fan of him. I like him. I yeah, I love a good name. Inoa's a great name. Um, and was part of the the series against the the Diamondbacks. Was it was it a three or a four game series? Uh, was it four game with the doubleheader? I'm thinking that because of that Sunday game, or they had Saturday off. Hold on, let's check it real fast. Dun, they dun, got, I think they had rained out the first night. That's right. So they they played Friday and then two on Sunday. Yeah. So they yeah. they beat the Diamondbacks five to four, and then the Diamondbacks beat them. 
obviously twice. So it was kind of a tough week for the Braves. I mean, a, a pretty even thing. They had that series against the Yankees, um, which is like, I mean, obviously we're not the AL East podcast, but uh, the Yankees have kind of the East. a very rough start. <laughs> the, the AL Feast? AL um, Feast. Brandon, when when uh, the Glendale Bar sponsors us, we'll get a, a brother podcast that's all about the AL East. We'll get all our Rays friends on it. We'll find one drunk guy at the end of the bar in Glendale <laughs> who he's, he's like, I love the Orioles. He's oh, yeah. Like, Yankees Yankees are good. I like the Yankees. <laughs> give, them a, give them a podcast. Come on. Why not? He's uh, like, but... is Scott Brocious still on the team? What <laughs> <laughs> uh, are the worrisome parts about this Braves team so far? And obviously, we're, we're sub-25 games into the season, though. It's like a lot of their big names are, are not off to a great start. Uh, Albies, Ozuna, and Blansby Bonson are still hitting for sub-200 averages right now. And Swanson did hit a home run on Monday, obviously, after he blessed it with Sage. Both him and Freddie uh, went yard. But you got to be a little worried about that. You That's what you expected the Braves to be good at which is their offense. And obviously they still are capable of putting up a lot of runs. And and it's early enough that these averages are not indicative of a whole season's performance, obviously. Um, but you got to start wondering when they're going to, when these bats are going to come alive from their big names. Yeah. I, it's kind of like the same thing that's going on with the Mets where a lot of their star hitters are just like not hitting at all. And then it's getting to the point, like once you get pa- past like mid April, you're, you're like, mm, okay. Like maybe they're just going to have a down year, especially you know, with the 60-game season last year, like, did that carry over? I mean, you think it would be more – would affect the pitchers more than the hitters? Yes, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't I don't foresee, especially Swanson and Albies, struggling. Ozuna, I know, has had streaky seasons. I know his first year with the Cardinals was down year for him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he Thank looked you. unstoppable last year in the short shortened season. Um, but – yeah, yeah I the... mean, if I was a Braves fan, I would be more worried about the pitching once again because I do think that it is still early. I know obviously the games count. It is still early, but I do think that that at least two of those three, Albies and Swanson, will turn it around almost guaranteed. Yes, I know Freddie Freeman is hitting just over two hundred. So when I was when I was feeling that statistic, I was I was I didn't put him in, but I think I agree with you. I think that Freddie will return uh, to the norm. I think that. Albies will return to the norm. Ozuna is definitely the one that you get a little worried about, um, and they just re-signed him. So that if you're a Braves fan, you got to be a little worried about giving him all that money. Um, but you also have to assume that there's a designated hitter next year in the NL, right? Is that a safe assumption at this point? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's almost a guarantee. Uh, I mean, that's what everyone's saying, but also we thought it was a guarantee this year. That's so like, true. That's who true. knows what's going to happen? I They're... really don't know. I mean, they might have the mound, you know, 10 feet back and like they might have robot umps next year or we might not have baseball at all because they won't, can't come to an agreement come on, come so on, brandon don't don't speak those words the ghost of baseball's past will come to haunt your apartment once again oh my god it was a baseball ghost, <laughs> a baseball ghost. he did keep saying you're out that's why he was smashing my watch because it's like games are too long <laughs> you can't, you can't look worried. at your watch i saw that quote today that was um that was that rob manfred wants to uh stop all of their efforts to make the games uh shorter because adam silver the commissioner of the nba told him that gambling is about to be so popular that baseball needs to elongate everything that's going on so that people will make in-game bets more and it'll encourage them to watch baseball why would he say that out loud? <laughs> Dude, it's a weird thing right now. I know you're not a, a, a big better, not a big video gamer, not a gamer at all, Brandon. Get your head in the game. Um, but, oh, we got some classic New York sirens going on. Do you hear those? Oh, I hear that. The ambiance. The ambiance. Um, See, in L.A., I, I have a taco truck outside my window. So <laughs> Which I don't, I don't know what... sizzle of carnitas. That's what it is. I was about to be like, what's the, what's the noise that comes from a taco truck? Who's to say? Um, <laughs> but I know you're not a big gamer, Brandon, but I, 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 gambling is about to be like a fully integrated part of sports. It seems like it. I don't understand it at all. 
Don't, I'll teach you the pluses. I'll teach you the minuses. I'll teach you the favorites. I'll teach you the uh, the underdogs. Don't worry. We got this. Ugh, fine. Uh, <laughs> don't sound so reluctant. Come on. <laughs> Brandon, you want to learn. You could, uh, you break even anyways. That's the best part. Listen, you You're break even anyways. You're studying math. You're studying I'm, math on, if, on the outside of this. If I this know is you math, are. If this is math, then <laughs> sign me up, baby. Um, I'm ready to lose $3 every day if it's the last thing I do. Um, also, uh, we'll get to him later in the DeGrom of the week, but DeGrom making my NL MVP bet look a little better. Hey, I'm not complaining right here. I'm $3. not complaining. If we, for the audience that either didn't listen or forgot, $3 wins $151 for me if DeGrom wins MVP. So that's kind of a that's big Sam's deal. That's rent money, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's one-sixth of my rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't need to get into that. But, Brandon, my final question before we wrap up the segment on the Braves is, is it, do we need to be worried about them? I would say no, and I say no because the whole division is kind of, we'll obviously get more into this, but the whole division is kind of like, sluggish and like there's issues on every single team for like, sure it's nice that so our prediction that's the toughest division sort of came true in the sense that like they're all separated by like less than two games right now which i think Absolutely. is the only division that that is um however so what's nice about the division is it's so tight there hasn't been a team that ran away with it if there were were two teams if the mets and phillies started kicking ass and like the braves were still struggling with pitching the same thing with the nationals the marlins had all the injuries then I would say absolutely. But all of the teams have issues right now. And all the teams have kind of similar problems. I mean, uh, a lot of pitching problems, a lot of injuries, and a lot of slow starts to their offense. So I wouldn't say it's worried. I would worry long-term about the Braves pitching, though, including their bullpen. I think that that's the – yeah. Tyler Matzik had another uh, few earned runs the other day. Their, their bullpen has not been something that is um... – gives you any confidence in the team but yeah if their pitching doesn't come around i mean we said this in our divisional previews which is like if you don't have great rotation or even like a pretty good three four five then it's really hard to win a lot of games man even with the offense that they have and assuming that two of the three dudes pick back up um and freddie freeman just like starts to hit like freddie freeman uh it's gonna be really tough if you don't have the the rotational help that you need in that situation speaking of injuries i mean the marlins have just been clobbered by injuries um we have starling Marte out brian anderson's out He's supposed to come back soon, but Jazz Chisholm left the game early today. Uh, we're recording at 8.30 Eastern time on Tuesday, April 27th, um, and Jazz hit an infield single, stole second, moved to third on, a, on another singled out. I think Miggy grounded out to first base, and Jazz got to third, and then, then he tagged up on, a, on an Aguilar sacrifice RBI and then was taken from the game, and nobody has any idea what's going on. So we're already using our single-A minor league shortstop 21-year-old prospect, Jose Devers, who struck out, I think, three times in his first game, looked completely lost out there. I mean, he's never played above single-A, so, like, not a, not, not the person that you want filling in. But, like, if Jazz is injured, dude, well, that'll be Alfaro, Brian Anderson, Starling Marte, Jazz, four of our four of our uh, eight positional players that'll be out. Ugh, I guess if you, you know, once again, if you want – you never want this to happen, but I guess this now is the best time for that to happen. Yeah. Because a, like I said, none of the teams have have uh, gone on a streak whatsoever in the NL East. Very muddied um, in the middle right now. Yeah, and and obviously you'd rather have them, you know, throughout the summer months, and and maybe they can, you know, uh, you know, have health throughout the rest of the year. So I think now is the time. Obviously, the games matter now. But, you know, there's still room to come back if you guys fall behind with all your injuries. Yeah, and not even to mention, I forgot to say, Sixto Sanchez is still out. Alicia Hernandez is still out. Like, we just really... Okay, why have they not put Sixto in the I.L.? I have him on one of my fantasy leagues. Dude! And 
What is that? Absolutely I, a, no a 10 idea. Day IL. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he could have been on the sixty-day IL. Like he's been. Yeah. He's presumably coming back in June-ish. I imagine, like when Starling Marte starts to come back. I think because he's not throwing bullpen yet. Like Hernandez is stepping up to start throwing bullpen soon. But like Sixto's still trying to do long toss. Like there's no reason for him to not be on the IL right now. Um, and I think they're moving them slowly. Well, well, this is a good time to segment. We're very clear uh, to transition. Good time to transition. We were. <laughs> Cut it, Sam. Edit it, Sam. Uh, this is a good transition, but the Marlins are clearly being very safe with their um, their young guns. I mean, they pulled Trevor after seven innings yesterday, and he was dealing. He was absolutely dealing, and he was sub-100 pitches. Like, he for sure could have stayed out there, and he seemed a little upset that he wasn't uh, – out there for the eighth inning, but yeah, I think that the, I think the Marlins are moving right now at a pace of, of wanting to protect at all costs their young guns. And uh, I mean, obviously, as a fan, you want to see the good guys, baby. You want to see the you want to see the guys. You want to see the ball players play ball. But uh, <laughs> but I just think that yeah, I, I guess you got to respect it. What what are we gonna do? Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, like you said, the bright side though, Trevor Rogers, the bright side of the fish rotation oh my right God. now. What is going on with this guy? I uh... love to see it. Like I, like I text you, it was it was a it so far. I'm obviously not comparing him to, to Degrom, but he it was a Degrom like uh, uh, rise this year, reminiscent of 2014-2015 with, with Degrom when Harvey, Syndergaard, Wheeler, Mats were the star prospects, and then mm-hmm. Degrom came out and was the best one by far just... of that bunch. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be better than Sixto or Hernandez in the long run, or Alcantara, um, for that matter, too. But, I mean, he's looking really good in every start that, he, that he's uh, pitched. And then, you know, going going up against uh, Corbin Burns and kicking his ass. I know, dude. We had, a, we had such, like, a comatose offense against the, the Giants starting pitchers the entire series last week. Um, and then to have us like break through against the dude who had like a, what was it? A 0.37 ERA going 0.37. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was just awesome. And he, and, and he, and he had yet to walk anyone in 2021 still has yet to walk anybody. He's like, didn't walk I, anyone. In, in no, didn't walk anybody yesterday. Either? Got into wow. a bunch of three, uh, three ball counts and got out of it. Um, That's I think freakish. he's three strikeouts away from setting the record of most strikeouts in a row without, uh, a walk. It's Kenley Jansen, Whoa. I think. I think Kenley Jansen is fifty three, and he was like at fifty one yesterday. He was like, it was, uh, it was definitely if they wait. Kept so if him he in, gets he three won. more outs, then three more strikeouts. If he gets three more strikeouts, then he'll break the record for most strikeouts without a walk. Oh, Pretty impressive okay. stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it got started with a jazz chisholm, uh, kind of a bloop double. It like bounced over the the wall and in, in right field and, and started the rally. And before you knew it, we were just hitting burns. I mean, Dickerson went off yesterday. Cooper went off yesterday. Uh, but yeah, obviously the the main thing we want to talk about is Trevor Rogers with that game, as was requested. If I do say so myself, we had a request, Brandon. The people want to hear about Trevor Rogers. I did tweet. I said, what do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to talk about to our 25 fans? And one person said, T-Raj. T-Raj. Presumably not the twins closer, Taylor Rogers. I don't think that was who he was talking about. Or his twin. Another, there's another, another Rogers. Rogers? Tristan Rogers. There's yeah, another one. That, no, that sounds good. That, we'll go with Tristan Rogers. I don't know. So your guess is as good as mine. Um, and then of course my dad requested that we talk about the extra innings rule, which we can get into in a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, would love that. Yeah. We got to We got to talk shop baby. But yeah, I think the best part about Trevor Rogers is he's attacking the zone. He's getting people with uh fastball. My only worry. And I tweeted this yesterday is that uh, he's becoming very reliant on a high end and fastball and a two strike count to try to get uh to try to put the the nail in the coffin of the at bat and I'm worried that if the tape comes out on him that people are going to start sitting that 
um, mm. and, and start making some good contact in two strike counts. Other than that, dude, there's I, he looked comfortable. He had, I think, six hits and maybe it was six innings yesterday, five, something like that, six or seven innings. But like, was going toe to toe with Corbin Burns, who is uh, clearly the best pitcher in the NL right now. Brandon, what do you think? Pound sand. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say to you. That's ridiculous. Not even. I guess it, this last start proved that he was like. Anyway, that's ridiculous. He shouldn't uh, know. We'll get <laughs> into the Degromita week. Calm down, Brandon. The Degromita week is I coming need it up. Now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looked it looked great. I mean, he had one bad inning this entire season so far, and we're almost at the beginning of May, which is hard to believe. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm elated. He's the in my book the clear April National League Rookie of the Month. I think his only competition would be Jazz Chisholm, and Jazz had a home run in the opening game against the Giants, but then after that cooled down a little bit. Um, and then yesterday had a single, a double, two stolen bases, and then today in one innings work had a single and, two, and a stolen base and a run. So, like, he's still – he's he hasn't cooled down. Um, but I, I just think Rodgers is, is the clear favorite for, I mean, National League Rookie of the Year right now. Dylan Carlson of the Cardinals looked really good against us, but I can't think yeah, of Yeah, I think K. Brian Hayes was, like, a, the one that everyone thought on the Pirates. They thought he was going to take hold of it. I think he's had a little bit of a slow start. Um, and injuries. And injuries, and injuries yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carlson's the other guy. That'd be a big one. But yeah, I mean, Fish Fish got some uh, two players in that rookie of the year race so far. I love it, Brandon. I absolutely love it. Um, what else should we talk about, Brandon? We got a lot to get through this week. <laughs> I don't want to get, I, I worry that we talked too much about the Marlins and the Mets. So, like, we didn't, we're, we're not talking about the Mets at all except DeGrom. DeGrom so of the week, which about. if we would have had to shoot ourselves in the foot if we're a National League East podcast and don't talk about that DeGrom outing. But, um, like, I was getting text messages from people. It was like must-watch television, um, but that's a little tease. You don't get to hear about that just yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do worry this. T- I worry because you and I are Mets Marlins fans that we just get hung up too much about the Marlins. And obviously, the Marlins are like a sub five hundred team right now. But we just have two really great rookies, and it's a lot of fun to talk about. Well, like I said, I think that everyone in the NL East right now has they can still it's wide open right now it's wide open it really is one streak away and as we've seen like there are certain teams like the kansas city royals in the majors right now that are just mm-hmm. kicking ass i mean i think they do have some talent on that team yeah so it, they beat the rays too which was like a pretty uh a pretty hot team recently too so yeah i mean there's some surprising teams uh red sox or who are playing the mets right now <laughs> that's true red sox are good they're often their their lineup is great anyway we're getting into at Al East here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got an update for us. Uh, Jazz Chisholm left the game with a strained left hamstring. Ooh. Mm. I guess they do like the grading system for that, right? Like they, they say, do. like, oh, this is that's this the same thing. Of- that's the same thing Alfaro left last week. I think it was over a week ago now, and he is nowhere near coming back. So let's hope that Jazz doesn't go down for Well, a he's a big boy, though, so maybe it takes him a little longer. That's true. God. Oh. I think you have to make sure it's not a tear. You personally, have to I got to sure go down there right now. <laughs> I'm going blind <laughs> to Milwaukee. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just wanted to sneak that in just as we get live updates. You know, sometimes you got to do live updates on the podcast. And uh, Brandon, we're breaking news. All right. We're breaking news here. Um, First and foremost, we're like CNN breaking news. We should have the CNN breaking news. Uh, yeah. Ding, 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 like the little ticker noise. That's from the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like Breaking news. Yeah. It was, I mean, this is a radio broadcast, Brandon. This is a little bit of a, a, a shout out to 40s news, okay? Also, famously, my only real radio experience is doing news broadcasting in college. So, 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. See, the, that's what my dad said. My dad said when he heard you, this is a good, this is a compliment on you. He's, he said, he, he goes, he must have some experience, and he does. Look at this. <laughs> Listen, he yes, I read, I read, I think we had the same audience at WVFS's news broadcast as the, as the NLV podcast has, <laughs> somewhere around 25 listeners, but... uh Listen, I did it. It's on the resume. Uh, something to be proud of, Brandon. See, I, I did, actually did sports at the same radio station for a semester. No way. Really? Yeah, yeah. For a semester, I would go in at like 8.30 on like a Friday. And like they, the the DJs never knew I was coming in. Like they're <laughs> always like, they always like looked at me like, Who's like, this, what guy? Is this What's guy? What's he doing here? They're like, oh, you showed. Because I guess the sports people just Dude, like Dude, people used to shifts. bail all the time. Because you, sh- you would share a shift with the sports person. So you guys would both be in the little box reading. I don't yes. know if you do the same thing. So uh, like... Only once did I cross with someone. It was normally <laughs> just me in there. Um, yeah, so then it's, I'm sure there's both sides developed reputations of not showing up as it wasn't paid. And there was no responsibility <laughs> responsibility other than reading it to local Tallahassee residents. So uh... so one, one time a guy was in there. And I guess they were doing like a uh, throwback day for vfs so it was some guy who was like a dj in like 95 or something very cool and he, whatever he was playing like <laughs> belly nirvana! and like sonic youth and nirvana yeah, callback and uh he looked at me like he was like what are you doing <laughs> like he looked at me like he wanted to kill me and i was like i'm just reading my three headlines that i pre-wrote and one of them is about the mets always so <laughs> you're like, I was like please let me do it i'll go talk about chris the bassist of nirvana yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. And Listen. he's like, now I like this kid. <laughs> I retained some information, Brandon. You know who hasn't retained any information, Brandon, is the back half of the Phillies starting rotation. Ooh, yes. good transition. I, Are, it, is the information that they're trying to retain like how to pitch good? Yes, how to how to be good at baseball is the information <laughs> that they're neglecting right We're now. We're looking at you, Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. Thank you. You get it. Yeah, Chase Anderson gave up six earned runs against the Rockies. That's not who you want to be giving runs up against. The Rockies who famously, very famously, Brandon's general manager just quote-unquote stepped down. You that, see that? Team, that team's a hot mess. Did Dude. you see – wait, did you see, though, that a story came out that last year they – A Trevor story? Were, what story? A Trevor story? Come on. Trevor oh, story, the shortstop okay, for the Colorado okay. Rockies. I get it. I <laughs> okay. get it. I get it. I get it. I know that. I know he's the shortstop. Listen, listen. Just What were you saying? I interrupted you for a bad pun. No, that was a good joke. It was my fault. It went over my head. Uh, what I was saying was, oh, the story that came out that the Rockies uh, when COVID and they like fired people for mm-hmm. no reason – and uh, they had people from the front office, like, working the fields. So they had, like, someone that was, like, an uh, administrative assistant or, like, or mm-hmm. like even, like, a higher level than that that normally worked in the front office. They were like, hey, now you're stocking towels in the clubhouse. What this the true story. hell? Just yeah, to, like... To, to cut to... numbers down. Uh, oh, my God, dude. That franchise, they're up there with, like, the Washington football team and just, like, some notoriously horribly run franchises. Yeah, the uh-huh. former... Wilpon Mets? Not anymore, though. Not anymore. No, Steve well, Cohen is very cool. Yeah. He buys okay. chicken parmesan for people. <laughs> Loves your boy, Donald Trump. Famously your boy, Brandon. <laughs> he's your boy. He's no, our boy. He's a <laughs> sponsor of the podcast, Donald Okay, Trump. Re- real question, real question. If, okay, Trump, hit me, hit me. if Trump paid us a million dollars to be a sponsor of this podcast, mm, would yes, you do it? No, yes, if, yeah. okay, if Trump paid us... Twenty thousand dollars. Would you let him be a sponsor of this podcast? Uh, Ten thousand for each of us. Yeah, I think I'd have to say <laughs> no. Then I think like if we did it for a million dollars, we could pass it off as a bit. Like we're we're ironically having Trump sponsor the podcast. But no, like like the contracts, like you can't disparage him. Like, okay, we could be like and our favorite president. Yeah, we have to be like, <laughs> and we have to like, like there's a side agreement where we also have to talk about Newsmax. Oh God. Like, okay. Yeah, we had to bring on a Newsmax anchor every time we were. <laughs> 
talking about mm-hmm. it. Uh, for a million dollars, though, Brandon, nobody listens to this podcast. My reputation would not be tarnished at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think I do it for I do it for ten k. Brandon's like, I'll do it for five hundred dollars and a free yeah. beer at this Glendale bar. Yeah, I'll do it for one visit to Mar-a-Lago. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna get married there. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but to answer your question, I will sell my soul for a million dollars at almost any given opportunity. Just say the word, and I'll be there. You know who else sold their souls this week, Brandon? Chase Anderson of the Philadelphia Phillies, who gave the, up six earned runs to the Rockies. The back end of the Phillies rotation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Phillies fans, please listen to the podcast. I don't think we have any Phillies fans listen to the podcast. Um, but there, you, you don't know. I post on Phillies forums all the time. Do you really? Hold on. All right. Uh, if we have no. a Phillies fan, we would presumably have some sort of statistic on our podcast hosting. Uh, website that they will tell you the locations of the listeners, which is weird. By the way, we've had a bunch of French listeners, and that like uh, from is that a, true? a town I can't pronounce. We've had four downloads from a a, a French place. That I mean, that's got to be a that's got to maybe be a NL feast looks like a slur in uh, <laughs> in French. And they're like, this podcast must be sponsored by Donald Trump. I have yeah. to tune in. Um, yeah, we have no Philadelphia listeners, Brandon. We do have some. You know, we actually have some like uh, Washington, Virginia, Baltimore, Maryland listeners which makes me think that oh my friend mark lives in baltimore so that's probably where that's mark from, mark shout out to mark um but we, i think we are slowly breaching our way into the the regional areas that our podcast covered but just not philadelphia yet so philadelphia fans listen to our podcast we just only talk badly about your <laughs> your entire hey, team hey philly we love you water you say water there uh Uh, cheese steak (laughs) cheese cheese steak uh damn it i can't believe uh, i can't think of a single one of the famous cheesesteaks genos baby genos that's what i was thinking of well brandon's got us covered also i'm sure it's like uh i'm trying to think of an example for both of us like if you go to los angeles and you're like uh howlin ray i don't know (laughs) there's nothing we have no culture here (laughs) brandon you live in hollywood you have culture okay I have a job and I am filming a pilot <laughs> in Needles, California. Needles. Um, but Zach Wheeler also had a good outing. Like the top of their rotation has looked really great. Wheeler and Nola. I guess Nola had like a semi rough outing. He gave up four earned runs, but like I, I'm sure his ERA is still doing just fine after that complete game shutout last week. But. Yeah, that's the, the 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 Rockies is not a team that you want to give up twelve runs to, and the Philadelphia Phillies gave up twelve runs to this Rockies team right you now. You don't, but I'm not going to defend the Rockies, but their offense is still surprisingly sneaky. That McMahon guy was leading the league in homers, although uh, the Phillies boy Hoskins is yes. leading the the MLB. They switch in homers off. right now. They're switching off, and they but I mean they lost the series to the Rockies. They they lost on Friday. Yeah, that's not good. On Saturday, not good. lost on Sunday. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Ryan McMahon because he is a free diamond card in your MLB The Show game out right now in stores. Get it, baby? Wait, are we sponsored by MLB The Show? We are now. <laughs> nice. That was a good read. Thank you, thank you. Um, but I am very familiar with Ryan McMahon because he's absolutely raking in my uh, fictitious baseball team right now uh, on our video game that only works some of the time. Get your servers together. Um, but yeah, I think the Phillies are still a really interesting team to pay attention to because like you brought up earlier when we were talking about the Braves is that it's such a, a cluster. Ooh, I have bleeps now. A cluster. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we said it. We'll say it again. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I think I might leave that one in. 
that's, that's a good one. Um, that like uh, any team can get hot, and and they do have two great starters at the top of their uh, their rotation that'll continue to do well. Um, you gotta wonder what's gonna go on though. I know they're having a lot of outfield trouble, with the exception of their right field. I know their center field position has been uh, pretty vacant. I've actually come to start reading Philadelphia, like all the divisional blogs, in an effort yeah. to become a more educated podcast co-host. Um, and it seems like the number one things Phillies fans are pissed off right about or pissed off about now. Oh, excuse me. Um, is their center field position? Yeah, I mean, you can't really roll out Roman Quinn there all the time. I mean, he's a great he's a great piece to to a team. I would love to have him on on any team off the bench. You know, a little uh, sneaky base stealer mm-hmm. at the end of the game. He should not be starting center field uh, if you're trying to win a, a division. I would say not talking shit on Roman Quinn. Love hey, the guy. We love great co- man. Come on the pod, Roman. We'd love to talk to you. We, we love you. We could then oh, get my- sponsored by Roman. I, I don't know how into the podcast sphere you are. Oh, but Roman, Roman, that's yeah. that's, that's, that's the erectile pills, dysfunction. Right? Yeah, that's the ED medication. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Brandon, 40% of men. <laughs> I think we I think we have to read the art of the deal and see how we, <laughs> how do we link Roman Quinn with Roman and us? How do we all get paid? And we'll, that'll be like one of our off-season assignments is we'll both read art of the deal and come in and do a book report on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we bring in Roman Quinn and we, we're like, hey, did you, read, did you read the book as well? We sent it to you. They're like, he's like, how did you get my address? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, please leave my property immediately. Um, <laughs> also, we could bring in the creepy Newsmax host with a very, very long straight hair. And then they could give us a little bit of their insight on the art of the deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get that million dollars, Brandon. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm really, I'm really think, willing to sell my soul I think here. this is the start of something really good. I think we'll be on Shark Tank with, <laughs> within a year. Uh, uh, sharks, our new idea, a baseball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Cuban's like, I like it. That's my Mark Cuban impression. Yeah, okay. I like it. <laughs> He's just like mildly agreeable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Brandon, that's enough Phillies talk. We're, <laughs> shockingly, we're talking about a lot of not baseball stuff and running a little late here. Uh, but let's get to our new segment, a segment that I will hopefully next week have a intro for. Uh, I got it in the brain, Brandon. I just haven't put it on uh, put it on uh, digital. You got to release yet. your creative energy. I got it. Thank you. you. Yes, uh, but our new Degrom of the week. Do you like Dog that Dagram. <laughs> oh, Brandon, we are all over the place today. Um, who won our Degrom of the Week, though, Brandon? Please inform the audience. Dagram. Dagram. Listen, we can't have the inaugural award not go to the, the award that it's named after, Degrom. I mean, you know, Degrom pitching, he had perfect game, no hit stuff, if I would say so myself. I'm yes. talking 15 Ks through nine innings against Remarkable. the Nats. Two hits. Was it the Nats? It was the Nationals. Yes, it was, it was the, the Nats. God, I, was the I had, had a little. Uh, are you even a Degrom de fan, Brandon? I'm the biggest de fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also yeah. not to mention he's also hitting, continuing to hit really well. Like continuing oh, yeah. to hit he, suspiciously well. I think he's. I think he. Oh wait, I have a good stat for this. Please hold on. We love stats. We love math. Sam, now, you Brandon. can edit this out. We're going back to it. No, stat. no. I, I will. I will. Uh, I will just uh, put in a bunch of nonsense here. We love stats on the podcast, and actually, now that I think about it, I think we're going to become a math podcast. Okay, Brandon. he has more RBIs than he has earned runs allowed. Two RBI, one earned run allowed. That's remarkable, dude. That is remarkable. And also, do you know what his batting average is on the season? It's like 500, isn't it? It's 545. He has an OPS of 1.182. Filthy. That is insane. Yeah, he has two RBIs. I mean, he... so you know what's we- you know what's weird with that game? I I obviously watched the game and obviously, obviously, but when I was watching, it, I knew it was a really great game and it was exciting. But I wasn't like 
like his starts are always they always look that good. Obviously, there's a lot of frustration when the Mets don't score runs. Always, but I I didn't leave it like he's the greatest pitcher of all time. I like already knew that. So if you know what I mean, I was just like, it's kind of another start, but it was nice that the Mets won because it was, they scored runs. Uh, yeah, that's, that's I how think I that's, felt about it. It's more indicative of this season in particular, too, where it's like every single time he pitches, it's must must watch baseball, and then this time it's like, yes, this is remarkable. If anybody else did this, there'd be like top news on every baseball uh, blog or on any NL Feast podcast. Uh, but now this is just slotted right into the third uh, the third segment, Brandon, and we're just Degrom. What would Degrom need to do at this point? To like really turn, I mean, a perfect game, obviously. Yeah, I think it's it's funny how with perfect games and no hitters, obviously Madison Bumgarner is a fantastic pitcher, and he got a seven inning no hitter. Carlos Rodon was a highly touted prospect who had a lot of injuries. Yeah, he threw the no hitter, but a lot of times, like the pitchers that do throw the no hitters in perfect games, they're kind of secondary players, and a lot of times they just fall off a cliff. Like mm-hmm. Alec Mills and the Cubs, who's pretty good. I don't even think he's starting, though, with them right now. That's, yeah. And Dude, he threw I a no-hitter last year. That. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Joe Dallas Musk. Braden threw a perfect game when he was a pitcher on the A's years ago. Philip Humber threw a perfect game. It's like uh, the famous Galarraga uh, should have been a perfect game, wasn't a perfect game for oh, Detroit. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, like, the, the, all those pitchers are not, they were, were not aces. They were like, Okay, they're like okay pitcher. So it's interesting how like it's so difficult. It really feels like it's it's a lottery ticket. But yeah, I mean, I think Degrom obviously has it in him. Just needs to be the right place, right time, right team. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, he's one of those pitchers that you're like he ha- he's gonna throw one, right? Like he's it's that only guy a matter of time. It. Yeah, absolutely. Especially it feels like this season. I mean, big knock on what energy. We always hope that everybody stays healthy on our podcast. Uh, but if he continues to do this, like guaranteed Cy Young. And I really think he's in the NL MVP conversation. I mean, Acuna would be who he would be going up against right now off the top of my head. Uh, Tatis has, has been playing Tatis, abysmal yeah. defense, though. He has been he has like nine yeah. errors so far in the season. So makes me think that he wouldn't win. Um, yeah, I, this is this is a must. Every time he pitches, like, I am going to get my second shot on May 5th. Shouts out to second shots. And Congrats. I will be – thank you, thank you. And I will be immediately trying to go see a DeGrom start. Like, I want to see this season. This is a oh, season yeah. I want to see in person. Um, and yeah, he's, I, I just love the fact that he's hitting too. I think that's so funny. Obviously he will not continue to hit 500 for the rest of the season, but, uh, I'm glad that he's getting, Hey, uh, you tell that to the man and he will do it. <laughs> Steve Cohen will pump him full of chicken parmesan. Yes. I, that was, well, now that I'm thinking it out loud, maybe I edit this out, but of all the things to, to end on pumping full of is not the thing that I should have just been like, right, Brandon, to tease you into that one. Um, but anyways, people asked if we would talk more about our sex lives, Brandon. You know, I had to allude to it at least a little bit, okay? Chicken Parmesan is what Steve Cohen's doing with people sexually. Yeah, sponsored by Roman. Brandon, it is now my least favorite and your favorite segment of the podcast, only because I'm really bad at it and Brandon is really good at it. It's 60 Second Stories. If you're not familiar with the segment, it is, as it sounds, uh, an opportunity for Brandon and I tell one unrelated story to the podcast um, for 60 seconds. Either it's happened this week or it's happened in the past. Regardless, we need to have it wrapped up in 60 seconds. If it's not, the timer will be cut off. You will be made to stop talking. Brandon, do you have a Actually, story Actually, if, if we're in, the new rule is if we don't finish in 60 seconds, Steve Cohen pumps us full of chicken parmesan. <laughs> is that what I got? I got to definitely name this episode pumped full of chicken parmesan. <laughs> that sounds I like, like yeah, that sounds like an ideal, like a birthday for me. I want to eat a lot of chicken parmesan and then fall asleep watching. There will be blood for the 15th time. 
Good movie. Good movie. I have a poster. That's my the one of my few posters that I've have kept on for my bachelor days. Actually, that's not true. I have a couple around here, but uh, I feel like if you're ever a father, I feel like when you drop off your your child at school, you're going to drive off in your car and you're going to go, I've abandoned my child. <laughs> I've abandoned my child. And then I'll come in and I'll be like, I, t- I see your milkshake. <laughs> I drink it up. Brandon, you have a story for us this week. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right. All right. For those of us who are not familiar, what if I just went right back into it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, he, he needs help. Uh, Sam, you doing okay? All right. Let me load our 60-second timer up. Are you ready, Mr. Gross? Let's go. Three. So. Two, (laughs) three, two, one. So uh, I was obviously in Nashville uh, very recently for my dad's birthday. We already talked about that. But uh, obviously when I was back, you know, it brings back a lot of memories. And I was, I remember one of my first jobs, my first job was Chick-fil-A. We'll talk about that later. My (laughs) second job was at Maggie Moo's Ice Creamery, an ice cream shop. It was one of those Cold Stone-like ones where you smash it and you put it in the thing. I remember this place. I do remember this place. But what I remembered recently was uh, that the manager made us weigh our scoops when we went in every shift. So you would <laughs> scoop something, put it on a scale, and be like, you have to make sure it's below six ounces, I think. Is oh, like my average. God. Yeah, and it's like it was it was kind of like a, a sport almost that you had to like weigh <laughs> your your ice cream ounce That's scoops. Insane. So you weren't scooping too much and and losing product for the company. And I thought that was anyway. It's out of business now, so who cares? They are out of business. And Brandon, you have six seconds. Tell us one other thing about this job. Five. Uh, one time I accidentally bled in an ice cream. <laughs> oh my God. And that's all the time. <laughs> Only 60 seconds, dude. I can't say you're, that's the rule. You, you bled into the ice cream. Uh, that's another story. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. That Well, maybe we just uh, next stop. week. I'll do next week. Part two. Next I was week. about to say, yeah, they're just going to turn to Mackie Booth. You also really brought me down memory lane. At first I was like, that's got to be a Nashville local spot. But then when you talked about it a little bit more, I totally remembered. There was definitely, oh, a was there one in, in uh, there's definitely Florida? one in South Florida. Yeah. There's definitely one in South Florida. Hey, um, you could have been uh, work. You could have worked there in high school, and, we, and you could have been looking at ice cream the same time I was looking at <laughs> ice cream in high school. I could have been measuring it out just like you. I did have a job at a TCBY, like a yogurt thing, um, like one of those. Really? Yeah, I did, and uh, quite the opposite. One of my very good friends at the time was the manager there, and you were allowed to have one free yogurt on the house every shift, and I would just make a monstrosity of like a fifteen dollar yogurt and eat it every single time. Um, and shockingly didn't go well health wise. You know, that's not, they say yogurt's healthy unless you load it up with cookie dough and eat like a pound and a half of it every day. I uh, feel like the yogurt craze is dead though now. Yeah, for sure. I went to California in like 2009 and like the pink berries were, were like already on their way out almost like that phase, that fad had gone. Dude, over. pink berry, man. What a, what a rise and fall. Truly. Huh? I know what a rise and fall. Just like that <laughs> Philly starting rotation. Chase uh, Anderson and Matt Moore. <laughs> um, all right, Brandon, you ready for my story? I would love to hear it. All right, here we go. All right. Uh, my story this week actually happened this week, which is not very common in, uh, in my stories. I think this is maybe the second time I've said the story that's happened. Um, but I have been recently, now that COVID is starting to slowly get out of our lives, have resumed playing pickup basketball. Um, and I've been playing with the same group of guys uh, on and off since college. So like for the last about decade, for the same six to eight of us have been playing three on three pickup basketball. And I am a six foot two, 200 pound ish uh, man. And there is one other dude who is the exact same size. Uh, my good friend, Mike, who may listen to the podcast. 
but Mike has a propensity to call fouls that do not exist. And this week we were playing pickup basketball on the court and I uh, was attempting to drive to the hoop and Mike, whose back was facing towards me, called a travel call. And I said, Mike, you didn't see me. How could you call a travel? And he said he heard it. So I guess now that is enough evidence to call travels on anybody. And that's my time. Mike. What are you, man? What are you? What are you, Larry Bird? What are you? Yeah. What, what are you, Hakeem Olajuwon? Yeah. What are you, ooh, Brandon? I'm honestly that impressed. Was a deep you could, cut, yeah, right? You could that was a deep cut, two, right? Two basketball players. Are you not Patrick Beverly? Beverly. Yeah, yes. There you go. Good job, Brandon. Uh, yeah, Mike and I have a history of going back and forth on fouls. Mainly, Mike calling fouls on me, and then me getting unnecessarily upset about it. Um, and this was just one of the better instances I had to share. It happened last night. This is such a new story. Brandon like I was really racking my brain as I always do an hour or so before the pod trying to come up with anything I could tell on the podcast for these stories <laughs> and I have one more my brother recommended another one shout out to Max um, but I was I'm saving it for a week that where truly nothing happens hey we already have our stories next week we, we do yes we're prepared Brandon listen people people shit on the NL Feast podcast all over Twitter all over Reddit but uh no just kidding um it's true the Phillies pod the Phillies uh, forums on not a fan of us not a fan of us brandon let's move on to another reoccurring segment that we have on the podcast feast or famine if you're not familiar with this <laughs> uh <laughs> this is a segment where we talk about something we really liked and something we didn't like at all brandon tell me your feast of the week oh my feast is the panda lives pablo sandoval <laughs> a bright spot on the braves they used him as a pinch runner this Dude. weekend. I don't know what was going on. I didn't watch that game. But they used him as a pinch runner. But the man has had three home runs. Uh, three home runs, I believe, uh, as a pinch hitter on the Braves. Uh, in addition to that, I think he is currently... Let's see the stats. I pulled it up. So, Pablo has had a 294 average, 429 on base percentage, 824 slugging, 1.252 OPS, wow. three homers, seven RBI. Wow. I know it's only 21 plate appearances, but... Looking pretty good. That's pretty the awesome. lives. Love Did, to see him. Uh, there's a, uh, he brings a smile to everyone's face. Yeah. There's a bunch of great panda. videos of him running around, running from first uh, from home plate to first base over the weekend. And it was just like, for those of you who are not uh, aware, Pablo Sandoval is a very, very large man. And it looked like it was a truly a struggle for him to run the 90 feet to first base. Um, but Pablo, we mean no insult. Of course, we love you. We want you and Roman Quinn to come on the pod anytime. You're welcome. Well, yeah, I mean, Panda, I guess you will, you know, when we do the Art of the Deal, we'll have him get a Panda Express sponsorship. Yeah. Brandon, I um, love where your head's at. And then Roman Quinn gets the Roman sponsorship, and we somehow get money from both of them. We haven't figured that part <laughs> no, out yet. Okay, we're working on that. We'll iron the details out later. Brandon, my feast of the week was Kyle Schwarber hit a walk-off home run for the Nationals. I think this is the, the first Schwarb. Is this the first time we said the word Nationals on, on the podcast today? <laughs> <laughs> no, we said the Mets played the Nationals. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, that's a very good point. But, yeah, Kyle Schwarber, it might be his first home run for the Nationals, hit a walk-off. He'd been off to a very slow start for the team. Both of their uh, big power bat offseason acquisitions have not been showing up necessarily. Um, but Kyle Schwarber went yard. you love to see it. That's what the one thing he's supposed to do um, is play bad left field and worst catcher and then hit bombs. And he's finally doing all three, I think. I don't know if he's <laughs> played catcher yet. You know what? Schwarb, actually, he had some really nice plays in left field against the Mets. He also threw really? Lindor out at home plate. No uh, way. To, yeah, on a sack fly attempt. Um, and then uh, Albert Almora robbed him of a giant double in center field and city field. So Schwarber's coming around. Uh, you love to see our Polish friend Kyle Schwarber 
hit some bombs. <laughs> I also, he just looks like a guy, like if you were ever witnessing last call at a bar, like Kyle Schwarber is there. <laughs> and Dude, he is... he's the Glendale guy we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Schwarber is also now an Orioles fan, and he's going to start the AL Feast podcast. We're very excited to welcome him into the team. <laughs> um, Brandon, what was your famine of the week? Uh, we touched on this a little bit, but bad umpires. Holy Ooh. crap. We had, uh, there was a young guy, first year guy, uh, the second game of the Mets Nats series this past weekend on Saturday, uh, Stroman started, he didn't have his best stuff. I mean, Stroman said that he felt good and he had good stuff, but it seemed like the ump was kind of pinching him and Joe Ross on the strike zone. He's Edwin Moscoso. I think it's his first year. So God bless him. He's still learning, but I just hate to see it. I feel like it's consistent even with veteran guys. I mean, when Joe West is behind the plate, our, our friend Joe West, you know, <laughs> we're, it's so questionable what's going on behind there. So bad umpiring, it's frustrating. You know, I kind of don't want robot umps because I like the human element to it. But when okay. it's clearly adver- uh, adversely affecting the game. Then you're out. You're understandably out. very out. I wonder, would you be okay with robot umps if there were still actual umps on and they were being told what to call in their ear? So robot earpieces? So robot earpieces. Just being like, yeah, strike, <laughs> ball. Did you see any of that stuff that was happening over spring training where they had like the automatic umpires calling zones during like BP or something? They were just like... No, I didn't see that. Live uh, live bullpen stuff. Yeah, there was very creepy. It would just be like, strike, ball, strike. <laughs> I don't like it, although I would love to see... Um, I, I, the only person I can think of right now is Milton Bradley, if you remember him, <laughs> that, that old gem. Uh, I would love to see someone like him just like absolutely destroy a robot ump with a baseball bat. Because that would happen the first year. There would be ups. calls argued despite the fact that there was a, <laughs> there was a perfect, yeah, perfect uh, opinion to have. Brandon, my famine of the week is the Phillies called up uh, Dubal Herrera who was suspended last year for domestic violence. Obviously, uh, baseball and any sport will just give anybody a job, regardless of the moral implications of doing it, because they are a business. And Brandon, we live in a society. Um, <laughs> but really, you uh, that's disgusting. We don't want any of that in our division. Please get out and go join Aroldis Chapman on the Yankees. And Herman, too, on the Yankees, right? Herman's yeah. the other one. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it's, it's horrifying. And I think MLB probably needs to have stricter rules against that um i mean honestly ban them <laughs> yeah just get the, like there like, should who be who cares a, who a cares no like, honestly, i mean yeah the mets have familia on the team and if people forgot with years ago he was arrested for a domestic uh issue so you know what we don't want him on the team we don't want to root for him you don't want these people you don't want kids wearing get them out of here get them out of here. here brandon we uh i was hesitant to bring this up as a as a thing but it was relevant to the division brandon and i have been outspoken about our politics we're pro-trump anti-domestic <laughs> violence <laughs> uh but brandon we are getting towards the end let's just go over some of the upcoming series we have in the division um we got our phillies the phillies will finish out their series against the cardinals and then play a series with the mets before meeting the brewers who are i think beating the marlins right now i don't want to check because i'm scared it was 2-1 daniel castano had given up a fair amount brew Um, crew's hot like the brew crew well i keep doing this dude i whenever i'm like trying to google with one hand while while talking on the podcast um i googled the wrong thing i put marlins god ga and now i got a marietta marlins swim team so if anybody needs to know anything about that um the marlins are oh tied 3-3 okay sweet um let's hope that's Maybe Jazz came back. They broke the rule of baseball and he came back. Um, after that, we have our Nationals, not our Nationals, your Nationals, playing the Blue Jays, a series against the Marlins, and a series against the Braves. 
the Marlins finish up our series against the Brewers, hopefully getting two out of three, um, and then going on against to play the Nationals. And then the Diamondbacks and Brandon, we'll get into that, but that's a very – though I just realized Jazz is injured, so, oh, my God, I hope that doesn't f- that series up for us. Um, Braves play the Cubs, the Blue Jays, the Nationals, Mets play the Red Sox, the Phillies, the Cardinals. Brandon, out of all of that, what is the series that you're looking forward to the most? I realize I don't say your name as much as you say mine, so I'm going to say Sam. <laughs> the series I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to see DeGrom against those hot Red Sox bats tomorrow or when this is released on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I, I think this will be probably DeGrom's toughest toughest opponent um, so far, aside from the Phillies. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see J.D. Martinez, Devers, uh, Verdugo, and all, all that crew go up against DeGrom. See what he can do. Yeah, and for me, i got to say, before Jazz got injured, I was looking forward to the Diamondback series the most because Jazz had gone on the record and said he wanted a homer off of Zach Gallen. That seemed like the best opportunity to do it. I'm really uh, hoping he doesn't go on the 10-day IL. I hope that he's going to be kicking around the uh, beginning of next week so we can see him take on the Diamondbacks. Um, so fingers crossed, Brandon. Keep those little fingies crossed for me. Can you do that, please? They're crossed, mister. <laughs> okay, don't ever, say, don't ever talk like that again <laughs> on the podcast, Brandon. You will be banned. We are now down to my favorite segment, Brandon. That is the podcast reviews. Famously, as we wrapped up the last episode, we had no podcast reviews, so I had a friend of mine text me a review to read on the podcast. Turns out it takes, there's like a day or so wait before the podcast they gotta reviews. vet them yeah yes go live um i don't think they're vetting them based on any of the <laughs> podcast reviews we've gotten so far that's true that's um true. but i do have the ones that were submitted last week and i can read them now also if you are somehow unrelated to brandon and i's social or familial life please leave a review we will read it out loud we have said we've we'll say anything we have said a bunch of heinous stuff from reviews previously we will continue to do that First review, number one, comes from CevicheGuy727, who I believe is a man that called a foul on me without being able to see me perform the basketball maneuver. He said, and the title is, Wish this guy knew about Nirvana. Five stars. He didn't know who Chris Novoselic was. Boner kill big time. (laughs) You know... Uh, I think people got to start se- stop sexualizing Chris Novoselic. <laughs> I think that's what Brandon is. Yeah, Brandon is over it. He's tired of people. <laughs> that's the second time Boner has been read on this, this part of the podcast. <laughs> We're clean here. The kids. Are, what did I say? The kids are reading the forums. They're blogging. They're the well podcast. actuallying us. They are well actuallying us. Um, all right. The next one comes from Angry Taxpayer. Uh, shout out to Angry Taxpayer. Um, the review is called Transcendent. Five stars said my favorite part about this show is how Brandon and Sam keep things very conversational and casual while still having good baseball content for the more diehard fans. It reminds me a lot of my favorite hockey podcast, Puck Soup, in the sense that while this is a sports show, it isn't just about baseball and the hosts can have fun joking around and discussing pop culture and stuff. Highly recommended. Uh, is that our first positive, like That's genuine, our first real review? <laughs> the first earnest review, or although nice... I think the subject line was meant for like a nomad land review, <laughs> transcendent. transcendent. We're like, All right, They're like, we really easy. loved Anthony Hopkins in The Father. <laughs> and finally, Brandon from Chaz Demuse. Never listen to the pod is the title of the review. <laughs> Five stars. I haven't listened yet, but I have a really good feeling about this one. And Chaz, we agree. We appreciate the review. As Thank long you. as we radiate good energy. <laughs> listen, Brandon, that's the end of our show, my friend. We have reached the end. But as I tweeted out earlier, we can't forget how we wrap up the show. Brandon, what is your Twitter account? Plug some stuff for me, my man. Brando Grosso. I'm also... Uh, gonna say uh follow us on nl feast i believe our handle is just nl 
Feast. At right? NL Feast. Yes. We at have got NL we have Feast and at Brando Grosso. We have questioned ourselves every single time we've done these outros. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's at NL Feast Pod or at NL Feast. It is just at NL Feast. Um, I like to say that you can't tell who's tweeting what out on the account, but I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> um, if it's something stupid, I probably said it. And if it's something informative, Brandon probably said it. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my handle is at SlimProTV. That's S-L-I-M-M-P-R-O-T-V. If you don't watch the Marlins, you'll get about 15 tweets about the Marlins game that day. So be <laughs> uh, user be warned. But you'll also see a lot of good interaction between Brandon and I. Brandon. What a great, what a great job by you today, my friend. Wonderful. Work. Hey, great job to you as well, Sam. Because I'm going to say your you. name now. Please incorporate my name more. People are not going to know who I am. Sam. Is, is there anything you want to say before we get out of here, Brandon? Bye bye. Bye bye. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Hey.